Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be looking at the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball matchups over the following week. But before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Maria podcast. Before we went on break, we previewed what we were doing with this week's show. Once again, talk about the Giants and their upcoming matchups over the following week. However, we got to quickly recap what happened last week, how we did, and how the Giants did. We both didn't do great, but on the bright side, we did better than the Giants because we thought the Giants would uh, split the four-game set against Los Angeles. Instead, they got swept. Then we thought they would potentially sweep against Arizona, get back on track, and instead, that did not happen. The Giants lost the series, and anytime you start the second half of the season or the post-All-Star break portion of the season, losing your first six games, uh, it's not good. And the Giants right now are hovering around 500, and they got a four-game set against Chicago at home. And following that, they have a four-game set at home against the Dodgers. So a pretty important eight games here. We got a lot to unpack, though. And before we actually get into the game breakdowns, I think we have to have just an open discussion regarding the trade deadline. And teams are starting to position themselves in the buyer or seller category whether or not they should try to make some moves to push for a playoff spot or even maybe that final piece to put them over the top for a title. Or some teams are starting to trade off the veterans for some future prospects because they realize the writing's on the wall and they should be focusing more on the future as opposed to the present. And I bring it up for the Giants because last year they had one of the best regular seasons they've ever had. Uh, They, of course, won 100-plus games, suffered a heartbreaking loss in Game 5 against the Dodgers in the first round. But based on the perception around either the league or the betting markets, the Giants were supposed to take a step back but finish somewhere in the mid-80s, maybe the high 80s in wins, which is basically a playoff team, especially with an extra wild-card spot now in both the AL and the NL. So now we got to talk about if the Giants should actually go for it if they should trade off some veterans, and really just the overlying theme, does this team have the capabilities to turn it around? And from what we've seen over the, really just as meant throughout the entire, all the games after the All-Star break, uh, it's been a mess. And 
it's not just about losing to the Dodgers four straight. It's also about how they lost some of these games. And they had some comeback attempts there in the first game on Thursday. Then the bullpen blew it after they took the lead. Then they gave up the home run to Bellinger on Friday. Then Saturday, Urias just pitched a gem. They lost the game. And then they ended up losing on Sunday. So you lose to arguably the best team in the league four straight. It sucks, especially when when they are your arch rivals. But you can excuse that. It's in L.A. You know, it's not exactly the easiest opponent to play against. But then you respond by facing off against Arizona in Arizona. And the Giants, we know, were a team that you figured would be quite motivated to get back on track following that four-game debacle against the Dodgers. And it just didn't work out. They lost 7-0 in the first game of the series. Kelly pitched a gem. It didn't score. Then Rodon ended up pitching okay. He wasn't great, but the Dodgers uh, the Dodgers definitely seemed to just suck the life out of the Giants because they the Giants just look flat. There's really no way around it. You're hoping they would be angry. Instead, they've looked uh, – I, I can't even think of the right word, just passive, and it seems like there's, re- there's just no spark involving the team. And then you had the situation with Rodon where in frustration – he kicked a bat in the dugout, and it hit a player and injured the player. So Rodon, I don't know if he's going to get some disciplinary action for that or they're just going to give him a stern talking to. I also don't know what he hoped to achieve because he kicked it just straight down the dugout. So even if he missed the guy that it hit, it might have hit somebody else. It was just really stupid, and I am curious if Rodon's going to get suspended for that. But either way, the point is it does seem like the Giants are starting – to implode. And it's still early. I'm not saying that they're going to officially lose a bunch more games moving forward, but it's not a great sign post-All-Star break when your team looks like it's on the verge of quitting for the entire season. But I have to bring it up because I think the Giants should, keyword should, be trading at the deadline. I think they should be selling. I don't like the future of this team. I think last year was relatively fluky when we look back on it in hindsight. Do I think that Kapler's a good manager? I think he's okay, but it really seems like last year was just lightning in a bottle where all of the veterans who seemed to be potentially past their primes all had basically career years or at least career-reviving years, and they've reverted back. And to go through some names in particular, we can start off with the guy who's currently on the IL, Evan Longoria, who has battled injuries his entire career. We know that when the Giants acquired him, he was not the same guy that was a franchise legend in Tampa, but he was very good last year. Brandon Belt was very solid last year as well. This year, only eight home runs, 233 average. Brandon Crawford's been a disaster. 215 batting average, 297 on base percentage. And last year, we know he was great. He was kind of the main guy when I was referring to uh, career-reviving years because he was pretty brutal for a couple years before that. Then last year was really good. Now he's gone back to being terrible. But to go through the veterans, do you think it is the right time to potentially flip some of these veterans to a contending team looking for a boost for some prospects? And I think it's time. Now, do I think they can get much for Longoria right now? No, because he's injured. So I think Longoria might end up staying because I don't think the Giants can find a trade partner for him. 
Belt, you can argue, being the team leader, he won't be moved. We'll see about that. I think Brandon Crawford should be traded. And you can argue that the market for him is not going to be as great as it was a year ago, obviously, because he was good last year. But Crawford is still a well-known shortstop. And I think a couple of teams could give you something. You might be trading him for 50 cents on the dollar. But I really don't know if any of you personally believe that the Giants' core can A, get it together, and B, rally the troops to such a degree that they can go on a miraculous run and potentially win a World Series. I don't see it. I I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs based on how they're playing right now. But since the trade deadline is roughly a week away, a little bit less than that, they got to have the conversation. And I think that it's worth talking about. And I think the Giants should consider trading away some of their pieces. Uh, I think Crawford's going to be one of the main pieces there. Wilmer Flores has been good. Can you flip him? Maybe. But for rotation purposes... They're going to keep Webb. Uh, of course, they're going to keep Rodon. Alex Wood and Alex Cobb, I think, could get shipped off if there's any market. Maybe Eunice could get shipped. We'll see. But the point is, I think we got to bring it up, that the Giants, you might want them to continue competing because of what happened last year and how you think this team could maybe catch lightning in a bottle again. I don't see it, and I'm being realistic this team is still in the middle of making the transition from an aging roster to a younger roster. And they have some blend in there, but it might be time to send some of the older guys out the pasture. So you can let the younger guys play a little bit more, just throwing it out there. But I think the giants should sell. Are they going to, I don't think so. I think this team based on last year has the belief that somewhere within this team, they can channel whatever they had last year and duplicate it. I'm skeptical. Let's leave it at that. But moving into the four-game set against the Cubs, starting off with the Thursday game, you have Wood against Steele. And for this one, I'm going to take the Cubs. Cubs have actually been really good post-All-Star break, and Steele's been solid. Now, his road numbers are not great, but if you go through the recent numbers for Steele, he's been a very underrated pitcher. I am curious if maybe he, he gets dealt, but either way, Last four starts, 2.38 ERA in 22 and two-thirds innings pitched. So, Steele's really been solid. And I think that with Wood pitching against him, Wood's been pretty average so far this season. And to go through his recent numbers, he's been better lately. Last start, he wasn't amazing by any means. But I do think that the Cubs are potentially live to get the job done. Not to mention the fact that the Giants might still potentially be in free fall. They're going to be laying a huge price uh, based on the reputation of the teams, the fact that in the standings, the Cubs are so far behind. The Cubs are about to ship some people off at the trade deadline. And I think the Giants are going to be overvalued in this spot. I'm going to go with the Cubs here. I think Steele right now is the better pitcher. And as a result, they're going to get a pretty solid price there at plus money. So for Thursday's matchup, I'm going to take the Cubs. Now moving on to the Friday matchup, You have Cobb taking on Stroman. This one's a bit tricky because Stroman was awful before he got injured. And since he came back, he's actually been okay. Cobb has been kind of like Wood hit or miss so far this season. Uh, He was not good last time out. The Dodgers roughed him up a bit. Five and two-thirds innings pitched, four earned runs. Uh, Start before that, he was solid. Seven and a third, uh, one run, none earned against Milwaukee. 
Six innings, three runs against the Diamondbacks. Six innings, three earned runs against the Diamondbacks before that. Five innings, no runs against the White Sox. So he's been good with the exception of the most recent start. And you have Stroman, who I said has been very good since he came back from injury. And to go through his last couple of starts, he's been good. He got shelled in early June against the Cardinals. And the last three starts, he's given up two runs in over a 14 innings pitch. So he's been solid. I think it's also a tricky spot where you could find value on Stroman. I think that you can make a case for it, but I think I'm going to take the Giants here. I think that this game's going to be very close. I'll link to the under. I think it'll be a low scoring game, but I do think that the Giants will get the job done. I think they'll find a way to break through against the Cubs bullpen, which has still not been great even during the Cubs recent run. But I do think the Giants will get the job done in game two of the series. Then game three, you have Junis against Smiley. And uh, Junis has been very solid. Smiley's been a journeyman for the last couple of years. I'm not a fan of him. He's jumped around because he's not good enough to stay on a team. But uh, Junis, 2.980 array. He's been solid. I think he will help lead the Giants to a win. And then you have the series finale with Rodon against Sampson. Rodon's the much better pitcher. The Giants are going to lay a huge price. You already know it. I don't think the Giants are worth it in the spot. Now, are they going to win the game? Maybe, but I'm not going to pick them because I think that the actual odds there are going to be absurd. Rodon was not great last time out. We saw the frustration boil over, but Samson's been okay. And I think if you want to talk about some potential run line plays, I don't mind the Cubs plus one and a half in this game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I see 3-2 written all over it. But I do think that Rodon is a bit overvalued. And I think as a result, the Cubs might have a decent price here. I'll take a swing. I'll take the Cubs to win on Sunday. So I'll go for the 2-2 split between Chicago and the Giants. Now, to go through the four-game set against the Dodgers, we're only going to do three games because, of course, there is a game on Thursday. So I'll save that for next week. But starting off on Monday, you have Webb taking on Heaney. I'm going to go with Webb in this one. Heaney has been good this year, 15 and one-third innings pitched, .59 ERA uh, with the Dodgers. But the last couple of years, he's been pretty underwhelming, tends to give up a couple of home runs every now and then. Webb's, Webb's just really good. I mean, there's no way around it. Uh, Webb, I think, is the much better pitcher. I think you'll get a good price on him because the Dodgers, after sweeping the Giants, should potentially be favored in this road game. But, yeah, Webb's been great. So I'll go with the Giants to win game one of this four-game set against the Dodgers. Then, moving on to the Tuesday game, you have Wood against Orius. I'm going to take Orius in this one. He just pitched well against the Giants last time out. And Wood I just talked about before, I'm not really sold on him. But I'll go with the Giants to get the job done here. I mean, I'll go with the uh, Dodgers to get the job done here. I think that Orius pitches well, and the Dodgers even up the series. And then for Wednesday, you have Cobb against Kershaw. I'm going to take Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw has been very solid this year. He's a guy who never seems to age. He's good every year. And Cobb, I compared him to Wood. I think they're pretty similar. But I do think that Kershaw is much better, and I'll take the Dodgers to win that one. So just to recap everything, I think that the Giants are going to split. The four-game set against the Cubs, I think they will lose on Thursday. They will win on Friday, then win on Saturday, lose on Sunday. 
I have the Giants to then win against the Dodgers on Monday and then lose Tuesday and Wednesday. But either way, that's been this episode of the Better Area Podcast for Thursday, July 28th. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.